This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Happy New Year. Is it too late to say that? Uh, first week in January, I think, spoke the cut-off point, really. But Welcome to the first edition of Ali La Rouge of 2022. A year which started with a tremendous game against Chelsea last Sunday. But before we go on to discuss that thriller, let's take stock of the season so far with our regular guests, John Nicholson, Keith Colvin and Stephen Monaghan. Uh, so before we start really talking about football, I want your New Year resolutions. John Nicho, have you got a New Year's resolution? Oh, I didn't make any. Again? Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop making them at my age now. I just hope that I see the next one. <laughs> Mono, have you got any New Year resolutions? Win a cup yeah. or two. Any any cup doesn't matter. The league for me again, get number yeah. twenty in. Well, we'll the European cup will suffice. Yeah. Keith, have you made any New Year resolutions? Are you that type of person? Uh, not necessarily, but my New Year's resolution is to make sure I can make this link work every time we do a podcast because it's very <laughs> hit and miss. Uh, yeah. No, I'll jump on the part. No, yeah. I don't really do them to be honest with you, Pete. Yeah. You know, like Mono, just want to win something, mate. That's all. Yeah. You know, I think we're all in the same boat in that respect. Yeah. My my one is not to go to the pub uh, um, with a drunk. No, not to go to the pub on a day where it doesn't end in Y. No, right. Okay. So that's the, that's the R one. Isn't it? Um, so, anyway, looking back to the season review, really. Um, We've got 42 points from 20 matches, but unbelievably find ourselves 11 points behind Man City, albeit with a game and end. Like, but I mean, 42 points in 20 matches, that's in any normal years, apart from the Man City years. That's uh, championship form, isn't it, John? Yeah, it would be. It's just uh, the problem, Man City. It, it, it's a problem to us. Um, seemingly, maybe other than Chelsea, no one else in the Premier League cares how, how good they are or how they got there. It's very difficult for us to um, to compete with them. I know people moan about, well, why don't we spend more money? But did you realise how much we'd have to spend just to maybe have a level yeah. playing field with them? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's... it's the, the sort of... They've bolted away, and maybe until Man City actually, maybe there's somebody like us that's not trying to compete with them, and maybe if they win the league by 25 points, well, then maybe the rest of the Premier League might think, what's going on here? Um, We're doing the best that we can. You'd absolutely like the points that we've got so far and some of the victories we've had. In other years, we would, you know, still be in the same. Maybe we still have win win the game in hand, but... If if teams playing Man City don't believe they can get anything from Man City, that makes mm. our job harder. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I, mean, I still think we can Ar- do something, but yeah, the Arsenal game was a was a point, was it? Like really, Arsenal deserved at least a point out of that game against City, didn't he? But Mon, are you are you thinking? I mean, only a few weeks ago we were like we were level level pegging, and everyone was talking about Chelsea potential champions, weren't they? And you know, I mean, it's it really is. I mean, it's come from nowhere, hasn't it? City are just relentless, aren't they? Just they're going on one of those runs where they're unbeaten. They win every eight, 18, 19 games type run, aren't they? 
Yeah, as what John just said there, you know, it's up to other teams to, you know, give them a game because we see when they play us, you know, teams try and have a go at us now. You know, we've yeah. been victorious on a lot of occasions this year, like, but it's from over the past years where we see teams from and have a go at Anfield, you go to the, the SCR, they sort of just give up, don't they? You know, but you Arsenal were unlucky last week against them, you know, yeah. to send enough change the game, you know, against them, uh, the penalty decision. So it's all ifs and buts, as we all know. Yeah, but we said this on numerous occasions, and we, you know, about their squad. It's amazing that Liverpool are competing with them, and yeah. we have to feel these last four years against yeah. them. Yeah. You know, imagine if we did have a squad like them. You know, yeah. you know and as you said uh, before, you know, we were all thinking Chelsea was the team only a few mm. weeks ago. So yeah, yeah, it can, it can, it can change around. You know, yeah. you know, it's the way that the way that our game went last week against Chelsea. Um, I thought it was a brilliant game. Um, Going two teams yeah. going at each other, yeah. absolutely, you know, uh, fantastic. But that's what we need to see other teams doing against the likes mm. of Man City. Just go have, have a go at them, Keith. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of defeatism out there after the um, after the loss of Leicester and then the draw at Chelsea because uh, effectively five points gone, you know. But uh, how do you feel about it? Is it is it a never give up or or do you you know a lot of Pessimism on it on Twitter from the Twitter Liverpool family. They were like saying you may as well you know throw the towel in. I don't um, think I'm not one for taking any notes on Twitter because I'm not on it anyway. But anyway, but <laughs> no, I'm not defeated in, in a, any sense of imagination. I think the problem we've had this season is that we've drawn games where we should have won uh, and City haven't. Yeah. You know, it's like this is similar to when we won the league the other year. We were just winning games at last caps wins, weren't we? And just and yeah. deflating everyone around you at the time. And that, that it does have a deflating feeling to the people around them. But for me, I still think we're in the race. Yeah. You know, but obviously we, we're at a point now where we can't afford to drop any more points. And that's that's no. the reality of where we are. Yeah, you yeah. know, we can still beat City on our, on our day. You know, City, I've still got a lot of games coming up in respect. I know they're not in, in well, they're still in the FA Cup, obviously not in the, the League Cup. They've got Europe to contend with. You know, who's to say that they put more emphasis on that when it gets a bit closer to it? They may take their eye off the ball a little bit. You know, they could get injuries. It's all if buts and maybe. Yeah, yeah. I still think we're in with a chance. I, I said at the start of these, I've said a few times on these podcasts, it'll take a good side to beat us to win the league and City are a good side, obviously. But I still think yeah. we're in it. You know what I mean? You know, we've got to fight this chance and Liverpool are fighters and that's what, you yeah. know, that's what may carry us through at the end. Only time will tell. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, a, an amazing achievement if if we get back to like, um, you know, up, up, up to the... Um, Points to total again, but you know it's a couple of defeats, isn't it? You know, a couple of draws, and yeah. but Liverpool have to be perfect from now on, don't they? And obviously with the um, the African Nations Cup, you know, I mean that's that's a big blow, really. But John, are you um, are you feeling pessimistic or no? Not really. I think the Leicester game was was disappointing for me. I, I felt like just when we were. In the first half, and I admit it was only from TV. I didn't go to that game, but it seemed like we were a bit complacent. I thought, and just expecting that we could beat them. They were there to be beaten. The crowd was as quiet yeah. as a mouse, and we score, we go on, and maybe we win three or four nil comfortably. Yeah, but, but we didn't. And I thought that there was a few players I thought were disappointing in, in, in that game, and over the season. Perhaps West Ham away 
a little bit disappointing. But the rest of them, no, no, I, don't, yeah. I think we've done quite well. And there's no yeah. reason why we can't continue to, to to be like that. But we've just got to get back to, um, uh, you know, this isn't having a go at them, but Jordan Henderson's been fantastic. I think last couple of games, Chelsea and Leicester, he's been, he just looked a bit ordinary. Trent's looked yeah, like yeah, he's got yeah. caught out a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, maybe, and again, without, this isn't having a go at Simicast, maybe we've missed Robertson on the other side. Yeah. Then again, I think Robertson played at West Ham and, and, and yeah. wasn't brilliant. So, so no, I'm not pessimistic, but we just yeah. we just need to start to believe in ourselves a bit yeah. and don't don't worry about the uh, the opposition or what Man City's doing. Just do as much as we can do yeah. and be positive, what, you know. Yeah, thanks, John. I mean, Mono, what are you highlights of the season so far? I mean, there's an obvious one sticking out there, isn't there? But I mean. Well, obviously, there's, there's a couple, you know, the, the two wins against our great rivals at Goodison and Old Trafford. Just stand out ones, in it? You know, but we, yeah. we, we supposed to be seven every every year. So, you know, that's it's always great to, to do that, by the way. But to go see United and and, uh, and smash them like that, yeah. yeah, you know, for the first time in a long time, you know, it's it was a uh, was very satisfying one. So for me, that's been my highlight of the season. But you know, let's let's look at the European games as well. You know, the group of death. You know, it was called wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. We, go, we go and win it all, you know. So we're absolutely flying in Europe. So you know, to go to go and beat Porto, Madrid, and Milan on their own grounds, it, you know, it's, it's no mean feat. And it's a as, as the lads have just said there, you know, a couple of draws and a couple of defeats. Yeah. Let's but let's go on a run now, like like we yeah. have done in the past. And you know, let's yeah, yeah. let's see where it takes us. You know, against City. Yeah, Keith. Any obviously the United and Everton games stand out. Was any anything else? Uh, for me, I think it was just to get everyone fit again to a degree and, you know, getting back on an even keel. And even during the season up till now, we've had a few injuries, but we predominantly cope with that. So that's a good uh, point for us in respect that we got, you know, obviously Van Zyke back and other players we missed towards the back end of last season. Um, well, after Christmas, really, wasn't it? But obviously, United, you know, I, I, I just love going to Goodison, to be honest with you, and beating them. I think it's the best place to go and win. Um, so yeah. for me, I'd take Everton. Is in some respects, although the United game was special, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, in terms of, um, I mean, as Mono said, the Champions League, you know, it was the, it was, it's the first time it's ever happened, isn't it? Uh, perfect results against against teams. I think that's the first time an English club have actually won all the games, you know, and that's something which has been a bit underplayed a bit, I think. You know, I think people get obsessed with things on, on, on the internet and in the media, but... I think that was a bit of un- underplayed because it certainly wasn't an easy group, was it? It, it was no easy group whatsoever. And, you know, Mo- as Monon just pointed out, to, to win all those games against the opposition that we had, um, you know, United and City had weaker groups but didn't win all their games, did they? I don't think. No, they, no, they never. Um, you know, they, they, what I mean is I think they might have lost some. I think City actually lost one as well, didn't they? Um, so... I think our fans, as soon as there's a defeat or or a draw, you know the way they they want to think back to like the Champions League games and and the, and the games like you know even Watford away and Everton away and and that night away now we blew them away and stop going on about who we haven't signed and who we need to sign yeah. and just get over the fact that we can't win every game and just look forward and be positive for the for the next game. Yeah, and concentrate no, too, too, too on too many of them just yeah. go off. Concentrate on supporting the team, yeah. 
that's what it's all about, isn't it? Being a supporter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mono, you went to uh, the San Siro thinking it was your last ever visit, but you might be going back, won't you? Well, COVID COVID permitting, yeah. Um, It was great to see the Al Stadium, you know, maybe for one last time, but that's all we can get back there, you know, next month. But I don't think it's looking good, is it? You know, the way it's going. 16th of February, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, the, the world's gone a bit. Cuckoo again, and so, um, mm. well, let's see. I, yeah, but great, yeah. great stadium, you know. Yeah, but there's rumors that I might be staying another year, we don't know yet. So, uh, we might be going right. back next season. So, <laughs> let's let's see what happens. But, yeah, if we get if we can get back, happy days. But if not, it was great to get there for the last time. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. So Keith, in terms of um, the Champions League, it's you know it's it's not the easiest of draws, is it? But you know it certainly uh, you know I think we've got you know we've got to be pretty confident against Inter Milan, haven't we? Yeah, you know I I'd said you know I know we talk, spoke about this before about before the draw who, who would you want who, who wouldn't you want and you know as PSG we mentioned about not really wanting them, but you got to play play all the best teams at any given time, so. I've got no qualms to come up against anybody. Liverpool over two legs. Um, you know, just whether it's blind faith, I think Liverpool can beat most teams on the day, all man away. Yeah. Um, so I've not seen much of Inter Milan. I've seen obviously what AC Milan could, could offer in their second in their league, I think, aren't they? And Napoli, obviously. Um, so they're, they're dangerous teams, obviously. I'm sorry, not Napoli. Uh, AC Milan. Um, so who's to say that Inter Milan at any at the force they used to be? We don't know. But I, I think we can them comfortably over two legs yeah hopefully yeah yeah so that brings us back to last Sunday's Chelsea match now you know what I, I mean if you're a neutral watching that I mean obviously it was it was um, heartbreaking for Liverpool really because we were you know Chelsea started off well didn't he started off really well and all of a sudden we've because of two world-class goals we found ourselves 2-0 in the lead and you think from that point this could be three or four this could be another United or Everton away, uh, but it wasn't to be, wasn't it? Was it Mono? But it was like it was like um, I don't know. It was like two heavyweight boxers in a way, wasn't it? Slugging it out, you know. It was like unbelievable game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great start. Chelsea started started off well, you know, uh, coming at us. But then we, we got into the game then, and then obviously when we scored, you know, uh, Manny scored, and then you know with the Salah, you know, another great goal from him. But all of us, we were all seen in the ground, you know, let's get this third, let's let's put it to bed before our time. That was always, you know, our answer in our heads because, you know, Chelsea would come back at you. You know, they, they're, they're a good team. Um, yeah. And let's just get to our time anyway. And it was, you know, 41 minutes where uh, they scored that worldie, didn't he? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but then let's, let's hold on now to the, uh, for our time. But then obviously bang again, it was, you know, 2 all. But even before, even nice after that, they could have scored a third, and we could have been went three two down at our time. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. So we were fortunate that we went back. We had an half time at two all. Mm. I, I then, was thinking on the fortieth minute, like we just got to get to half time without conceding, and yeah. then we I thought we were going to win it, but we just hit us with two. I mean, John, was that? Uh, I mean, a lot of people blame Milner for giving the foul away. It was an unnecessary foul, really, wasn't it? But it, it was, but, but how many times has James Milner done something like that in his career for us? 
and it's worked out, you know. Um, so, yeah, maybe it was unnecessary, but, you know, well, anyone have to go with James Milner for that, you know what, think about all the things he's done for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, given all the circumstances, what we didn't want to do on Sunday was lose, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. And given the circumstances of the team, the fellas we had missing and the manager missing and the goalkeeping coaches, yeah. you know, and Chelsea on their ground where, you know, they've lost a few leads and maybe they were due to, they were due to win one. You know, before the game, I'm looking at our bench as well in terms of what we could do to change it in a positive sense if we needed to score. Before the game, I thought, do you know what? If we have to take a draw here, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with the points. So, yeah, yeah. we're winning 2-0. And then the goals out of the blue, the way they came, do you know, I thought, well, yeah, you know, I'm happy with the points here. Just, just yeah. don't get beat. I know, John, you're um, you know, very interested in refereeing standards. Do you think Mane should have gone after six seconds? Yeah, I think if he had of, I don't know whether we could have complained too much about it. But because he put his elbow up, but he didn't actually make a move with his elbow, did he? You know, in a nasty sort of sense, no. if, if you like. But yeah, if, if, if he gets sent off, I don't know I think whether... If that's, if that's two minutes into the game, he's off, isn't he? I think you know, it's six seconds or whatever, you know. You know, um, I, 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 it, it's, it may be an affected the decision, but it shouldn't. A foul's a yeah, foul, yeah. you know. And it doesn't matter what, what time it is, you know. Keith. So, yeah, you know, but Manny, Manny doesn't get away with anything. Any foul Manny does, he, get, he gets given a foul against. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He doesn't get given a lot of fouls for the ones yeah. that he receives. So, he, certainly had his, he certainly kept his eyes on the ball, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, Keith, we, do you think, I mean, a lot of Chelsea, a lot of people were saying he shouldn't even be on the pitch when he scores the first, but do you think, what do you think? Uh, to be honest here, I, I'm getting fed up with Manny getting slaughtered by every man and his dog, uh, including yeah. excellent pool players who should know better, who say yeah. things on television which are absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. Like your Graham Sooners, straight red, yeah. you know, what, what's that man done on a football pitch? No, I mean... You know, Broke a few wise, jaws. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it do, it really annoys me that um, I would suggest as for Laqueta is a bit of a moaner in the best of times. He's very yeah. dirty. He's very cynical. If it had been the other way around, I'm sure he wouldn't have been sent off. Yeah, so because yeah, yeah. Manny gets kicked from the post on every game he plays, as you know, he stands up for himself and he gets booted. I'm not trying to say what he done was right. I just think it was just a missed time thing because it was early on in the game. Yeah. I don't think it was malicious. I don't think he meant it. He just went for the ball. As John said, his eyes were on the ball. Yeah. And I'm just getting fed up now with players, our uh, ex-players, Slaughter and Manny, for basically defending them. Because so, no one else, the, the referees certainly don't defend them, um, as we've yeah, seen yeah. in the past. So, no, we shouldn't have been sent off. I don't, I, yeah. I don't care. You know, and the people are saying if it was five minutes later, I, I don't believe that. It was a mistimed tackle. It's like someone going in for a tackle. Uh, on the floor, not every tackle is a foul, and not every foul is a sending off. Mm. Uh, but at the moment in time, it's it seems to be like the uh, the, in, the in thing for people to just be yeah, sent yeah. off. Yeah. They make it ridiculous. Well, we're all glad he stayed on the pitch because he scored. You know, it was a, a great opportunist goal. It was a mistake at Chelsea defence, and he, he pounced on it. But the second goal uh, was was world class, wasn't it? I mean, Trent's pass to Salah over the top. And then Salah went past a lot. I mean, 
I mean, they're obviously missing show well, aren't they? You know, but I mean, Alonso, Salah went past him as if he wasn't there, as if he was a, as if he was a cone. It was unbelievable, wasn't it, Mono? Yeah, well, that, that's it. Was the ball that done it? Obviously, won it, you know. But yeah. Salah's class when he can when he controls it, you know, right away, and he knows in his head where which way he's going to go. I think they, they missed uh, James there uh, at the weekend, but he went off injured last week. Then he against Brighton was it? I think. Um, yeah. So they, they missed him, but uh, Salah's wear class as we know, and when he puts it away, and he, he could have even had another goal, not just not long after it, couldn't he? And that could have been the yeah. third. You know, that could have been the third that we were after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you said there before, look, overall, I thought yeah. it was a uh, cracking game. And, yeah. uh, I thought it was a fair result at the end, like. Yeah. I mean, it was a, I mean, a, a brilliant um, uh, goal by Kovacic who wanted to get, you know, that, that, that volley. But if you look, at, I've looked at the goal a few times now, a few people thinking, well, maybe Alisson wouldn't have punched it like that if he was in goal and Kelleher. Yeah. But, I mean, it looked like a good punch, didn't it? But... When when the punch goes to the edge of the box, no, there's no Liverpool player on the edge of the box. Yeah, the exactly, nearest player yeah. is Henderson, and he's trying to make up space to block the shot, but he's nowhere near it. I mean, I think you know, I think if, if you're looking back at that, the, uh, the Liverpool coaches and that, I think they'd be a bit disappointed with that. that no one closed him down quicker. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. He, um... I think the punch was possibly the right one. Maybe it was too fast at him, and to save him, might have just bounced off him. Then someone would have just yeah. hit it in. But it's so, but I think the height he got on it and the distance yeah. should have sufficed for us, really. Yeah. And as you say, this you know that's down to the uh, the defenders then on the edge of the box to stop yeah. that coming back in. But it was a worldy one. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah, what it's yeah. one of them. It's you know, not as it, it is someone on the head and just went in by mistake. You know, uh, it was it was a cracking goal, and sometimes you hold your hand up to it. But though Keller yeah. played played brilliant, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of one on ones that he done, you know, um, where he made the saves, you know, at yeah. those he done excellent, you know, because we're all a bit concerned when we, you know, when we seen, you know, about the the, the three who had COVID who couldn't play, mm. uh, so that that's what makes it our team a bit, you know, you know, I know Chelsea never had, I say James and uh, uh, Lukaku for for you know for yeah. having a go at their own at, at their club, like, but I thought you know he he done very well the goalie. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no portion of blame whatsoever. For, you know, no. for what he done there, in my opinion. Like. John, in terms of uh, they scored, Chelsea scored um, two in three minutes just before our time. It's a terrible time to give away goals, isn't it? Do you think? You know, uh, I mean, lots of people were like um, saying all over the internet, poor game management. You know, should have shut up shop. But it was, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't that. You know, we were hit with two, you know, they were two well-worked goals, weren't they? I mean, Kovacic, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't expect him to hit it like that, would you? No, sometimes and these then, things just, just happen, don't they? You know, yeah. when you start out the play, you know, you, you, you're seeing, um, I mean, normally, you just, you just go over the bar, don't they? I mean, you've seen Jordan oh. Anderson at Leicester had three sort of volleys yeah. or half volleys from similar, out into yeah. the area and... Yeah. Don't don't trouble a goalkeeper whatsoever. Like and that's what normally happens. So so that one flies in and then Chelsea's on a bit of a high, then the crowd's up for it. Yeah. You know, and the second one just happened so so quickly. Um, you know. Yeah. I mean yeah. I mean it's been pointed out, you know, there's a couple of players who could have maybe done a little bit better there, like Salah and Canate, but um and you know, I don't know. Keith, I mean we would you see that as just a well-worked Chelsea goal? 
or would you think you know a couple of minutes before that time he should be uh, stopping those chances um, you can criticise anyone can't you if you want to that's the way you're inclined to do you know the internet they gave it but it doesn't take notice of the fact that the atmosphere on the television sounded great. I'm sure it was great in the ground. Well, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. That has an impact on players. Mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. Even though, you know, as Liverpool players, they get backed every time they walk out of Anfield. It's a different scenario when you go to places like Stamford Bridge, you're getting slaughtered left, right and centre. So, yeah, for me, you know, you could you could say Salah should have got his body in a bit quicker and stopped nicking the ball. You can say whatever you want, but the fact is Chelsea yeah. are a good side and they got some good players. Yeah, yeah. We're missing Lukaku. The crowd, obviously, because of the saga. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, the, after all the saga with the the episode with the uh, Lukaku, I, I would suggest yeah. it was always going to be a great atmosphere because he wanted to see that he would be on the team. You now Chelsea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea fans are my favourites. I'll be totally honest with you, but you know he can generate an atmosphere as and when he needs to. Uh, that's um, the understatement of the year so far. <laughs> <laughs> We're only a weekend. Uh, I know, only a weekend. Yeah, I'm sure that will change over the next three months, four months. Yeah, New Year, no, New no, Year, Happy New Year. Yeah. But no, you know, listen, you can pick holes and everything, can't you? Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'm not on the internet in any form other than a few of the little things I take. Apart from on here. Apart from this Apart podcast. Here, yeah. <laughs> so the more, the more notes you take with them people, the worse it becomes. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. So it was a great first half, but the second half, it was like, you know, it's a bit more cagey. I think both teams ran out of steam a little bit, but... I think it was the uh, the goalies were on top there, weren't they? Because I mean that that save from Mendy with Salah, and Salah sees him off his line. I mean yeah. that what a goal that would have been! It would have been absolutely brilliant, wouldn't it? Um, but the, but the one two that uh, Mane played through, where he played a one two with was a Salah, and he got put through on the left hand side, yeah. and he he cut into the box, and he was crying out to be put on the far corner along the floor, yeah, yeah. and he hit it, not right to the keeper. He still made a decent save. But yeah, I thought yeah. we carved out some good chance in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there was another chance. There was another chance when it's similar thing when uh, Manning and Salah were going for it in the second half. Yeah, you were. Manning was offside, team, wasn't he? Yeah. He should yeah, have left yeah. it for Mo to yeah. carry it on. Know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but I think Callum made must, a great save from uh, Pulisic, didn't he? In this, when in the second half, when uh, Mount, you know, it was crossed by Alonso, I think, or. Yeah, I was uh, headed it's down by Mounts, but it was a great instinctive save, wasn't it? Yeah, point it was, blank, yeah. wasn't it? And he'd done a great save at 0 0. I think Mono mentioned it before yeah. when yeah. Trent lost the ball. I don't think, I think if you look at the match, you know, and you you, you look, you know, a, a, a draw was a fair result, wasn't it? Let's face it, we all wanted a win, of course, we all wanted a three, but you've got to, you've got to say at the end of the day, you're happy with the point, really, because. You know, a draw. I don't think either team deserved to lose, did they? You know, two top teams going for it, you know. And I think if we'd have got that third, it might have been all, all so different, you know. But it's one of them. Um, you know, Chelsea are a, are a very good team. You're, as we say, European champions. And if we hadn't have been beaten by Leicester, that would have been regarded as a good point, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Going on to the um, postponement. This week against uh, Arsenal, um, I mean, it was disappointing, wasn't it? But it's it was inevitable, wasn't it? Because I mean, the you know it, there was news coming out all week of more COVID cases, and then they said the training ground had been shut down on one of the afternoons, uh, and then the following day it was shut down completely. So it was inevitable, really, wasn't it, Mono? I think you can't really. Well, we all thought, you know, what 
once once people started you know falling down with with, with the virus and then every everybody else is is, is been getting a game postponed so yeah but then you see all the fear or on all the moment over social media because our game's called off and by the way we haven't also we asked to cancel it to like another week yeah and yeah. now we, we forfeited the home leg uh, for the second leg now for the second game haven't we yeah yeah i was going to say is, is that you know do you think that's a big blow um I, I, no, I don't know really. It's, it's, listen, when we play in Anfield next week, you know, well, let's, let's go and try and get, you know, get, the, let's try and win it up here then. If that's yeah. going to be the case, you know, instead of being cagey a bit, let's, let's try and win it up here. Mm. Arsenal's a bit on form now, aren't they? So it's going to be, unless we can have a, 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 a decent team, I also think, you yeah. know, I think to get through to the final, you know, we've got to play a decent team. But back to the cancellation thing, you know, where, Oh, it's been some moaning, hasn't it, this week on, on uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've tended to ignore it because I just didn't want to read it because it's just, yeah, you know, it's just it's, noise. But it was it as bad as people were making out? Um, yeah, not, um, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, and unnecessarily so as well, I think. Um, because people kept putting in, what about late audience against Tottenham? They got thrown out. Well, there was a rule that. Yeah. In the early rounds, if you couldn't fulfil, that yeah. was it, you know. But in the later rounds, and I think you know the EFL had said, in the later rounds, games can be rearranged if necessary. Yeah, from the, okay. so, the course of final, wasn't it, John? Yeah, yeah, or after after round four, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's in so, the rule book, yeah. So why the EFL couldn't make that clear? I don't yeah. know because. Yeah, yeah. I looked at one of the, I looked at the EFL's tweets saying that Liverpool had applied, and you should have saw the reply. I said, "That's so why didn't the EFL just make another tweet that said, listen, they've only done what's, what's within the rules.'" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and also the rules are that uh, the EFL is the same as the Premier League, and that you've got that list of twenty-five players or whatever. Yeah, you need fourteen, you, including the goalie. Don't come from. You need fourteen, including the goalie in it. From that twenty-five, yeah, whereas. Yeah. For Sunday, the FA Cup's got a different rule. Yeah, the so FA Cup rule is your team can come from anyone that you've got registered as a player at yeah. your club. Yeah. So Liverpool's got no excuse for Sunday. If no. we have to play 16-year-olds, that's what we have to do yeah. because they're on the list. So It's a good job someone on this podcast knows what they're talking about. And but, has read the, the rule. But why all these other people <laughs> on Twitter having to go, don't just take on board the, you know, the basic rules? Because we haven't and, read the rule book, John. I, That's I don't right. Know. Football tribalism, John. Football don't tribalism. Don't let the in the way of yeah, a good story. Unfortunately, you know, fans in this country won't let tribalism go. You no. know, there are situations, again, like with the, you know, you might mention a minute the documentary and what have you this week, they still won't, won't look at what the establishment's they didn't gone away with because it's Liverpool, you know, the, yeah, the yeah, rival yeah. fans. Yeah. You, you know, because yeah. it happened to, so, to another club. Just put, they just put the blinkers on, don't they? Yeah. They just, they put the blinkers on, think, yeah. I get a reaction out of people. Yeah. And I think I, I looked, I mean, people were saying that in the house, you know, that's why I looked on the internet for like this furore against Liverpool on Twitter, but it was most people moaning, Liverpool fans moaning that there was a furore, but I, I don't know whether it was. Oh, there, there was. It was, yeah. there was a hell of a lot of fans yeah. having a go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a lot. Keith, I mean, obviously, you're 
you're immune to this, Keith. Manti social. You've had a, <laughs> you've had a vaccine against the in- yeah. internet. But uh, um, hopefully, if we get this game going on Sunday, you know, I mean, he's go- he's going to feel the, you know, he's going to feel a lot of under twenty threes. I would have thought, wouldn't he? Yeah, but he'd probably do that anyway if he got a full squad. Yeah, he's, you know, he's yeah. shown that in the past he'll do it. So, and that's his prerogative. That's the manager's choice, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I've got, I want to, you know, I, as we said before, I want to win every game, want to win the cup, whatever. But yeah, the, the club's got different priorities, and, and they prioritise what he thinks is the top of the list. So yeah. that would come as no surprise in that respect. Um, but going back to the, the cancellation, from what I can remember, it, it sort of Liverpool put a request in on Tuesday, was it, to get the game called off? Was it Tuesday? Yeah. So they've done it as quickly as they could. There's some games getting called off less than 24 hours. Yeah, and then yeah. fans are, you know, inconvenience, you know, they're making travel. You know, I know, like, obviously, like, some I wasn't going to the game, and made travel arrangements to go and everything else. But all you can do is ask is ask the question as, as early as you can to get the, yeah. to let people know, you know what I mean, to give people an opportunity to, to sort of, to react to it in some respect. Well, yeah. I think Aston Villa had one called off two hours before they played yeah, against Burnley. Really? Two hours. Really, yeah. Two days. Two days. On social media, but as bad as anyone having to go Liverpool for calling the game off. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I think, you know, I don't think playing the second leg of Arsenal is ideal, but, you know, as Mono said, we can come on home and beat them. And then we'll have 5,000 fans down there, and that creates a great atmosphere for the second leg. Yeah. And, you know, if we get a couple of early goals like we did against Chelsea. Yeah. Arsenal will be like that will become like the old ivory, won't it? The old ivory. Yeah. Just be that yeah. quiet well from Liverpool fans. So gotta take the positive out of it, haven't you? Yeah. Well we're all looking forward to it. Um hopefully we'll get the the game issues being hopefully we'll um you know we'll go through. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. One thing I wanted to talk about tonight was um safe standing trial which was um, started uh, um, last weekend, uh, Chelsea. Now, Liverpool have been doing their own trial, as we all know, in the Cup uh, since the beginning of the season. Uh, But uh, Man United, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea and Cardiff, uh, are clubs whose applications to operate safe standing have been approved. Um, And are we all in agreement with safe standing? I think, you know, we've been standing on the Cup, haven't we, since what? Since Torres came on in 2007, was it, or 2008? Can anyone remember? It's been a long time. But listen, everyone stands up, yeah, in, mostly yeah. in the cop, don't be. Yeah. No, we, we, we all know, yeah, you know, I think we're all, we're all in favour of safe standing. You know, let's go back over the years now when, you know, with the SOS, when we, we started it all off, you know, didn't we? To say, let's let's have a study about it. Let's, let's go to Celtic. And we sent a delegation up to Celtic and we yeah. had the police help help us out with, with the uh, the stewards in Celtic Football Club and plus the, the fans as well. Yeah. And a delegation went up and seen how, how, how it was. We all know how it is in Europe. How, you know, it's, it's you know, the way, the way they do it. Um, yeah. Listen, we've been on the cop. We've been in away grounds. We see all the way fans come to Anfield. We're like that when we go away. Everyone stands up. You score a yeah. goal, you can topple over because it's yeah. everyone's right on top of you, literally. Yeah, yeah. And that's how people can get injured. And people, some people do get injured. For anyone to get injured, I, th- I think it's it's really impossible, in my opinion. If it's if you've got one space and that's in that yeah. seat, that's spec, you've got the battery in front of you and a and battery behind you, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you can't get injured. Yeah. Well, um, there was an interesting, well, uh, outrageous, in fact, uh, comment from 
the chief Cheshire Chief Chief Constable Mark Roberts uh, this week, and he's the lead. He's the government lead on on football, isn't he? Um, um, and you've had a few dealings with him, Keith, haven't you, in the past, Mark Roberts? But he was saying, basically, he was a bit worried because if you, if you stand up, people are more likely to be racist if you stand up compared to sitting down and they're more likely to try and smuggle beer in, they're more likely to, to be anti-social behaviour and taking cocaine standing up rather than sitting down. It was just a, a catalogue of absolute nonsense. It was just, you know, it was almost Monty Python the way he was coming out with it, but... You did have some dealings with them, the uh, SOS, didn't you, when Liverpool played? I think it was the League Cup, was it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I had dealings with them for quite a few years, to be totally honest. Well, it wasn't just game. It was like at a, yeah. every time I played United, probably for at least three years, if not more, because yeah. he was like, I think he was Deputy Chief Constable of, uh, of Greater Manchester at the time. Yeah. But that was, his, that was his role within the their force. He was the, the, the police... Um, Whatever they call him, intelligence officer, yeah. football, whatever they call him, I don't know. And he, he was the one that he was the one who instigated the meetings in some respects. He was the one who contacted us through yeah. the FSF at the time. I can't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, I've met him quite a few times to be honest. Yeah, uh, over the years, and that to me, what I see in there is like a ramblings of, of a fella that had a touch with what's going on around him. Yeah, just, yeah, you know. I'll be brutally honest with you, when I first met him, he seemed okay, he understood what we were trying to achieve and what they were trying, trying to get out of it as, as a police force and what we what we were trying to get out of it as uh, football fans. But as usual, when things sort of come into reality, it didn't always work out that way, as we all found out. We all found out every day, every time we go to a football match. But you negotiated toilet. You negotiated toilet access after the yeah, final. We negotiated quite a few things, Peter. In a lot of respects, about getting treated like human beings, when, and with respect to that, and getting treated like dogs and caged in, and getting you yeah. know, and then so there's a lot of things other than just going to the toilet. But the toilet one was an important issue because of the way you were treated at Old Trafford, the only way we were kept behind. You get not obviously you're not getting forced for ale, but you're getting sold a lot of ale around the around the concourse before. The game at our time, so you know, obviously, you've got to go to the toilet at some stage, haven't you? And obviously, because of the way we were treated, you were stopped from going to the toilet with at least 10 minutes to go before the end of the game because you get locked, you get locked in for half an hour afterwards. So, there's, there's 40 minutes of someone not going to be able to go to the toilet. And he, that Mark Roberts goes on about families and people getting treated, but we had kids and, and women and, and old men in the, in the grounds then, and we still yeah. do, obviously. And they were denied access to the toilets by his police officers. Yeah. On, on yeah. I'm not saying his command, but obviously it was his force who denied his access on regular occasions, even when it was agreed um, in meetings. So he's got to have a look at himself in some respects without saying unhelpful things, which are so unbelievably out of date, you know, about football yeah, fans yeah. in general. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not saying yeah, every yeah. football fan's an angel, by the way, because we know they're not. Well, most people are, are common sense level-headed people now who come to football matches. You know, they're scored and they're stupid. And for him to start rambling on about taking cocaine and doing all this, he just doesn't know what he's talking about, I'll be honest with you. Unless he can come up with some sort of facts to pack up with what he said. So, so, but I can't, I, I can't see where he's going. A lot, of it sounds like, a lot of it sounds like hearsay, doesn't it? You know, maybe, maybe it was a long interview and you've just taken it out of context. I don't know. But, I mean, which brings us around really to, you know, people talking about police. The reason... The reason um, all Caesar Stadium was brought in was after the Taylor report, you know, and um, um, in the um, Premier League and the Championship. 
been all-seater stadium since you know since the 90s. Now that was a direct result of uh, the Hillsborough tragedy, and we've had on the television this week an absolutely brilliant documentary about um, Anne Williams. Uh, a lot of Liverpool fans have seen on Facebook and Twitter saying the you know some of them who were there couldn't watch it. You know it was too painful, but I managed to watch it, and it was it was written by the farm's ex-manager Kevin Sampson, who was at Hillsborough on that day. With I was there with him on the day. Uh, so I know how much it means to Kevin, and I think he's done an extraordinary job, really, because to concentrate on one person um, and and to and to tell the story of her life, I think it makes it m- even more powerful than if you did, you know, the '97 as as a collective, you know. Uh, Mono, I mean, what what effect it it was heartbreaking when I watched it. You know, I was like, I was in bits, you know, but I, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I, I watched it myself, Pete, um, and it was it was a tough watch to be honest with you. Um, I texted myself to say, you know, what an what a, what an excellent um, uh, drama that he, he's put he's put together there. You know, it was he had it absolutely had, had uh, Anne Williams spot on. You know, uh, we were fortunate to meet her a couple of times. I think through the SOS, when she, she comes to a, a few uh, committee meetings, and I, I always remember when she walked in with the files under her arm. And and that brought her back to me watching it, you know, running around, you know, everywhere with files all the time. When she come to the twelfth man that time to meet us, and it, it brought her back for me. Um, it, it, yeah, it was heartbreaking to watch it, um, and it, it was a it was a great story, you know, that Kevin, you know, um, put out there. Yeah, uh, John Keith, you, you haven't been able to watch it yet, have you? But is that is that because you you didn't feel as if you were able to watch it? I see. Um, did did we show the clips on um, TV over the Christmas, you know, advertising it? And each time I saw the clips, I thought, I don't know whether I want to watch it, but not for reasons that, you know, um, I, I get the quality of the programme on it from just, I, I didn't know how I'd feel about it. So what I've done, I, I've recorded all of them and I want to just watch them back to back, basically. I want to watch the whole four hours without interruption and um, it's strange. I'm looking forward to doing that, but I'm not looking forward to watching it at the same time, if you, if you like, you know, for, for obvious reasons. But what, every, what I've seen, what everyone who's watched it have said about it, um, it seems it's been really powerful, really well put together, really well acted, you know, and has, and has put the story across, you know. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it with, with trepidation, really. Um, but I'm going to watch it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably in the same boat as John, to be honest with you, Peter. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Um, <clears throat> I had a choice, to be totally honest with you. Um, <laughs> my wife was watching it the other day. She watched the first uh, episode, and as I walked in the living room, she was kind of eyes out and said, you know, this, that was like after whatever, 10, 15 minutes, you know what I mean? So it's obviously a, a hard-hitting, you know, um, Talk, talk your story in some respects, isn't it? It's not, it's not a drama. It is a drama, but obviously, but it's a true story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, of some of some woman's battle against the establishment of this country. Yeah. And yeah. I know we spoke about it earlier on in the, in the podcast. Is that, you know, it's unbelievable that, that a woman of a, you know, has to do that in this day and age to take the establishment on, just to prove that her son had been killed the way he did. And it's yeah. disgusting that, yeah. that she had to do it. But, you know, such a remarkable woman to fight to the very end. To do to get the right result for it for her and the family, which is 
He shouldn't have to do it, should you? Let's be honest about yeah. it. He shouldn't have to go down that road. It's wrong. I've had a, I've had a few texts of uh, different, you know, uh, people from supposed of other clubs, really. You know, and they were really affected by it. You know, and they say, and hopefully, in the future, that will see that you know, people might uh, think twice about singing some of the songs they've been singing recently about always oh, the victims and that. But you know that that you know that could be wishful thinking. But I think a lot of people still don't know uh, the facts of Hillsborough, what happened, you know, and I think the fact that the inquests, I mean, the independent panel's report in 2012 was very significant, of course, but when it, when the inquest came back with the verdicts, it was in law then. And that, you know, I, I think um, it, was, it was tragic that uh, Anne Williams didn't live long enough to see that. She saw, obviously, the independent panel's report, but not, the verdict of the inquest, Keith. You know, it, it, you're right about you know people forgetting what's gone on and how it occurred. Is that I was listening to the radio the other week while driving down, and the young girl who played the daughter was speaking. She, I think she's from Crosby. Um, and she, you know, they were talking about you know her role and everything else, and she, and she, you know, she said, you know, you're talking about how did affect. She said, well, it, it's unfortunate the fact that in this day and age in this country, people seem to forget what's gone on because she said. Um, it only come to light last year or this year or last year, wasn't it? After what happened at Wembley after the Italy England game, that some political commentators and sports commentators were likening the scene to Hillsborough, and it was it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? And this is why it's got to be said. The story's got to be told because people have got short memories, um, and they seem to forget what's gone on and how it happened. So to yeah. sort of mention them two things in the same breath is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. It's been brought out, you know, it's been proven in court that it wasn't the case, but that's the way people's perception still is it. Unfortunately, yeah. and it's yeah, got to be yeah. you know it's got to be corrected at every stage it gets spoken about. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Well, I highly recommend it. Um, the acting, the script, the music, the attention to detail. The HJC shop is is perfect the way they've done it out. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. And I think uh, even though it is harrowing, it's inspirational as well that someone can take on the system. And it was was it was uh, more than Anne Williams, of course. You know, there was. It was the 97 families, really. But in many respects, she she was a loner because she fell out with both groups, you know. And then, and I mean, that it does it does mention that in the uh, in the drama, you know, it doesn't go into too much detail. But uh, as as you know, Mono, when she came to the SOS, she was you know she was a one man band really, wasn't she at that time? Uh, and it was it was heartbreaking to see, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that's what I you know, said before. And, and for me, it brought her back home when I watched it. You know, I never watched them right after each other because it was too much, to be honest with you. Um, I very really don't like talking about Salesbrook. You know, it, it just it does bring it all back, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but watching that again the other night and walk, when she's just walking around all the time with files, and yeah. I just visualised her walking in, when we were upstairs in the 12th band, if you remember. Yeah. And she walked through, I think, Fran Stanton sorted it for her. Yeah, for a submit yeah. system, he was the chair at the time. Um, mm. and it brought it back home to me. And yeah, yeah. Be honest yeah. With you, like. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, thanks to thanks to everyone for listening all around the world. Thanks for um tuning in. And uh, 19, yeah, it was talking about 2022. You know, and you know, I can't believe that year, it's unbelievable, and you know, but. Uh, hopes for 2022. I mean, not these aren't resolutions, but I think you've said it before, Mono. A couple of cups. Hopes for 22. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the one. But first, let's, let's have the team and the screws first. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope we keep everyone fit and get a, a full squad, and I think we're capable of doing anything that we want to do. Then. Yeah, I just hope we can just win something. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's the League Cup. Win a cup. That's yeah. it, isn't it? Keep, keep, keep some silverware on the, uh, in yeah. the trophy room. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Ali LaRouge. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. All the best for 2022. You've been listening to the Ali LaRouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.